you will have a million ideas. You will think all of these ideas would be really fun businesses to run. You'll picture yourself running them. You'll think this is definitely the thing I want to work on for the next 10 or 20 years. And then you will wake up one morning realizing that like you fell asleep thinking about one idea. You woke up thinking about one idea. You dreamed about that idea. You got in the shower and you thought about that idea. Like you will reach obsession. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Leumi Tech, sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Opwest Labs, Turing, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and in media partnership with C-Tech. This episode really is all about entrepreneurial spirit and weight management. Meet Isabel Canyon, founder and CEO of Calibrate. Prior to Calibrate, she led the successful business operations, growth, and strategic partnerships and communications teams at Capsule, a technology business that has raised $270 million to rebuild the pharmacy from the inside out. Before Capsule, Isabel worked at beloved consumer brands in London and New York and was selected to the Forbes 30 Under 30 retail and e-commerce list in 2015. She began her career as an investment banker in Hong Kong and graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. Isabel Kenyon, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Thank you so much for joining me. I know how terribly busy you are. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Excited to be here. I am always fascinated to talk about the journeys of people following their intrinsic motivations. And one of the things that I'm seeing in your journey all the way from UPenn, I believe in East Asian studies, uh, transitioning to more to the, transitioning more to medicine and health, uh, whether, whether it may be today at Calibrate or previously as an entrepreneur in, res- in, in residence uh, at uh, Redesign Health or Capsule before. What is it about health that draws you so much as a leader, as an entrepreneur? What is it? It's one of those things that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense at the time, but makes a ton of sense in retrospect. And so um, I grew up, I spent a lot of time studying abroad. I spent a lot of time trying to see the world, traveling. Um, I fell in love with Chinese culture and language. I majored in it in college. I spent the early part of my career living and working in Hong Kong in the early 2000s. Um, The economy was completely transforming. It was changing super quickly. A recruiter called me and said, if you like working in Hong Kong, you will really like working in startups. And <laughs> they were right. And I went and I, had, I took my first job at a startup and I had a, um, a variety of different jobs in different startup roles on the marketing side, on the general manager side, and then broke my back in pelvis skiing. And it was my first real interaction with the healthcare system. And I was wow. fundamentally from that moment obsessed. Um, and everything about it didn't make sense to me. I thought if you built this from scratch around the consumer, you would build something totally different than what we have. And the quality of care in the U.S. is so incredible, but the delivery of that care is so archaic. And how do we fix that? And I became totally obsessed with the idea that healthcare was one big retail business that should be an e-commerce business. Okay, so I have to delay on on the sex center because because it seems that you know the, the something that triggered your understanding of the of the system and you. You 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 got a lens into a, a complicated system that that I you know fortunately few people get to experience truly and and it made you it sounds like it made you obsessed into understanding that other people shouldn't go through what I went through what what actually happened what what was it that 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 said to you this is just this whole thing is upside down it was truly a perfect storm where everything that can go wrong went wrong and every time one of them happened 
you can write it off and you can say, I have great doctors and they really care about me and I feel taken care of. But as they add up, you just get more and more frustrated. Like the bills don't make any sense to you. The wait times for appointments don't make any sense to you. You're injured. You're like, I have an immediate need to see a doctor. And they're like, you can see the doctor in six to eight weeks. <laughs> they're like, I can't move. I'm 25. I'm 26. Like, like this is crazy. Um, and so you, I think really for me, what was really profound was the moment that I realized that they had all added up. And for me, it was like, how is it possible that one after the next, after the next, after the next of these things could have happened? And does this happen to everyone with a chronic condition and everyone who's, who's, um, who's interacting with the healthcare system more regularly, because that's crazy. Right. And so as you even, and now I'm, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, I'm 25. This, this, the, one of the most complicated bureaucratic, uh, you know, and financial ecosystems in the world, the U.S. healthcare system is wrong. What do you do then? How, like what at that You're point, just so about, naive at do? that point in time, you just think, oh, I've worked in e-commerce for a couple of years. So obviously I understand that. And <laughs> which of course you don't, you've been a couple of years. And <laughs> then you think this is a retail business and it should be an e-commerce business. And so I started obsessing. And the first thing I obsessed over was the pharmacy. And I got so lucky to get connected to the founder and CEO of Capsule. And I said, this is crazy. This is a retail business that should be an e-commerce business. And he said, it's actually a healthcare business. And there's a ton below the surface, kind of like an iceberg that you can't even see. And the reasons that this went wrong are this, and the reasons that that went wrong are that, and they're all deeply entrenched interests and you have to move, you know, stakeholders together. You have to create value for everyone. And I think for me, working at Capsule was such an incredible opportunity because it was really the chance to learn every different part of the healthcare system. The pharmacy is this really amazing touch point that touches doctors and hospital systems. It touches insurance companies, payers, touches pharmacy benefit managers, touches pharmaceutical companies, wholesalers. And so you really have, and patients, <laughs> consumers at the end of the day. And so you really have this total look at what are all the different pieces of the healthcare system? What are the, motiv uh, the motivations, the incentives? How do we figure out how to align those for people and make change? And so an, an accident followed by a realization, followed by deep obsession, followed by an introduction. Deep obsession. You know, <laughs> deep, deep obsession, followed by this, you know, what it, what it sounds to me like this, you know, this wide range of introduction into the system and, and how the different incentives work and the different counterparts. You spend some time as an entrepreneur in residence, and then you narrow down on a very specific segment of the healthcare system, which I'm intuitively might be the biggest one. It is indeed the biggest one. Yeah. Why weight management? Why? Yeah. With metabolic health. <laughs> and so I think for me, it was deeply personal. My mom had a doctor's appointment. She learned that she needed to lose weight to get back in control of her health. And she asked me for help. She asked me to help her find a doctor who could help her do that. And my gut reaction was, are there doctors who help you do that? Which is crazy because we're talking about the largest category of chronic disease that we have ever experienced. We were talking about 70 or 75% of American adults. We were talking about 88% wow. of American adults being in what the CDC defines as poor metabolic health. And so um, I helped her find this doctor in New York and we were both crazy, shocked, excited, confused to learn that there are doctors who can help you get control of your weight and that they do that by helping you improve your underlying metabolic health. And so for me, the curiosity comes out, the obsession comes out. I start reading all the research. I start looking into the medications and all of the research on this class of medications called GLP-1 medications, 
shows that the combination of GLP-1s and intensive behavior therapy or a form of cognitive behavioral therapy for weight loss is the most effective solution we have for long-term sustained outcomes and the most effective solution we've ever had for long-term sustained outcomes. And so I start asking the doctors, where do you do this? Where do you do this combination? And they say, in the real world, we just prescribe the medications and tell you to diet and exercise. And I'm like, but we know that it takes so much more than that. And yeah. they say, I know, it just, it's just it's unfortunate. We only do that in the clinical research. And so I start writing to the people who did the clinical research. I spent a lot of time during the entrepreneur in residence making, building relationships with the people who have really pioneered obesity science and nutrition science over the last couple of decades and said, how would you bring this clinical research to people anywhere, everywhere at an affordable price? And we, we plotted through what should the business look like and how should we do that? And so when you're sitting at that inflection point, and what does it feel like? Because it sounds to me, and I, I love this is the part that I love it. most I, about the journey. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love, I love this part of the journey too. And I tell it to people all the time and it sounds super cheesy and I will repeat it for the hundredth time, but you will have a million ideas. You will think all of these ideas would be really fun businesses to run. You'll picture yourself running them. You'll think this is definitely the thing I want to work on for the next 10 or 20 years. And then you will wake up one morning realizing that like you fell asleep thinking about one idea, you woke up thinking about one idea, you dreamed about that idea, you got in the shower and you thought about that idea, like you will reach obsession. And that's the thing I think you can spend 20 years working on. And it feels totally different than all of the other ideas that you've had where you're like, yeah, this would be a really great business to build and the world should, should have this business. And it would be really fun to run this business. And I would be uniquely good at running this business. Like none of that's enough. You have to wake up obsessed with the thing that you want to spend 20 years doing because everyone tells you this and it doesn't ever land. So I'll just say it and know that it won't land. It's a total marathon. Like there's no sprinting involved (laughs) and you have to just be in it and you have to be committed to it. And so you have to figure out for you what's going to keep you excited and engaged for the long term. I have to say that I'm seeing the obsession, you know, pour out of you and, you know, through your eyes, through your smile, through everything. Still. You have to ground yourself, right? And with that obsession, you have to understand, okay, game plan. How do I actually go about this? How do I channel this obsession into something that is tangible, something that is meaningful? Before we even get to that, weight management in general, paint me a picture, you know, even with numbers, what, what does it even mean? Why is this, uh, you know, the most important problem to tackle in the U.S. healthcare system today? There has never been a better time to understand this. If we think about why was COVID so dangerous in the U.S., why was COVID so, why were the death rates so high in the U.S.? It is uniquely directly tied to our metabolic health. So metabolic health is defined by the CDC by five different metrics, your waist circumference, so the amount of visceral or stomach fat that you have, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your HDL cholesterol specifically, your blood sugar, and your... um, I'll think of last one, one in a second. Um, but the point being... I, I barely remember my own name when I wake up. So I, I know, it's really hard. alone a list. <laughs> um, and the idea is, if these five metrics aren't all in great shape, you're going to be in poor metabolic health and you're going to be at greater risk of all sorts of other downstream chronic disease. And if you think about what the number one source of chronic disease is, it's obesity. And we know fundamentally differently than we thought about obesity 10 years ago, how we think about obesity today, which is that it is a disease. It's genetic, it's hormonal, it's biologic. It has all different components. It has lifestyle components, but it has biologic components too. And so for me, 
When I learned that 175 million American adults were living with overweight and obesity, I realized like we have to do something to get help for those people. We have to do something to get help. We know how to fix this. We've been doing it in clinical research for two decades and we haven't been getting it to people. And how do we get it to people? Right. And so when you're obviously I'm, I'm, I'm picking up here that you're not going to be, you know, in the middle of this U.S. healthcare system with with what you're describing as upside down incentives. You're thinking of, of, a, of a different approach to, to tackle the most improp, important problem. How does that, how does that work and calibrate? What, what does that actually work with? The fifth is your blood fats, your triglycerides. Um, <laughs> just in case anyone was still listening. <laughs> Remind me your question again. <laughs> I love it. You see, I, I, that's the obsession that I love. Uh, the question is calibrate. Obviously, you know, you're talking on one hand that this healthcare system in the US is upside down. You're talking about, you know, regardless it's upside down, I have to solve this because I, I can't live knowing that this is such such a tragically operating system. How how does Calibrate attempt to solve this? This is why this is such a why now question and it's such an interesting one. And COVID has totally changed my answer from what it would have been a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, this was about doctors know this. Pharma companies know this. Insurance companies are willing to pay for this. And no one has told consumers about this. I, Isabel, with a background in e-commerce and pharmacy, have to be the person to tell consumers about this. Like, I, I have to build a team and a product that will get consumers on board with this and will change consumer perception about this. And so we set the mission of the business to change the way the world treats weight. And we meant it twofold. We meant first to change the way that we think about it, the way that we talk about it, change the conversation about it, because that's how you get consumers in the loop here. And you help consumers understand that there is a solution that involves fixing their underlying biology rather than dieting and exercising and all of these willpower things that don't work long-term for people. And then the second piece of that mission is to change the standard of care and to say what we're doing at Calibrate proves that this works in the real world and that everyone should be doing it because that's how you reach 175 million American adults. Calibrate's not going to treat all of those people, but doctors, primary care doctors should be treating those people. Medicare Advantage plans should be treating those people. Employers should be making sure that people have access to this care. And so over time, it's about taking the business and making it more available and accessible to people at every price point by helping, by getting other people to see the value in what we're doing. Right. And so today with dozens of people on board, you know, as employees within Calibrate, as a leader, what, how do you get them to reach your level of obsession. I don't think any anybody can, but how 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 do you how do you encourage the people working with you to have that intrinsic motivation that that I can feel coming through the screen right now? So a year ago we were five people. Today we are 105 wow. people. So we've hired Holy 100 crap. people entirely remotely through a pandemic. <laughs> it is certainly the largest team I have ever managed. Um Holy and it is crap. Wow. you know no one gets it right. And I take advice left, right, and center. It's the only thing I talk to investors and other founders about, like, how do you get the team right? What did you do wrong with the team? What did you do right with the team? What do you wish you knew earlier about the team? I think for me, it's really about how do you align what you want to deliver to the customer with what you want the team to, how you want the team to operate. And for me, that's about having two values. One is we're going to drive real results for, for our customers. We're promising total change, a total, total reset of metabolic health for customers. So we are screening for people who are really, really good at driving outcomes and results, very motivated by that. The second is we call it in it together. But what we mean there is people have been on weight loss journeys their entire lives and they feel really alone. And so how do we make them feel like a team of people is there to support them? 
we build an amazing team who are really good at working together and enabling and empowering each other to do their best work. And so for us, when we find people who are both of those things, it always works. And we find people who are one of those things, it never works. Wow. I love that. Isabel, I know how terribly busy you are. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. And, and I have to let you go soon, but I have three short and fun questions for you. So we'll just power through those quickly. What is okay, let's do it. <laughs> your favorite subject in middle school or high school? Oh, my goodness. Um, so I switched, I switched middle schools in the middle of middle school, and I hadn't taken a language and so they didn't really know what to do with me. And so they put me and a couple of other people who had both, had all joined in the middle of middle school into a Latin class with a teacher who happened to know a little bit of Latin. <laughs> and I just fell in love with it. I ended up taking Latin all through um, middle school and high school because it's kind of like this combination of math, puzzle, and also a little bit of linguistics. But um, wow. it ended up being probably my favorite overall. I love it. Uh, one of your role models, somebody that inspires you. My mom. Hundred percent, all day, every day. <laughs> and three words that you would use to describe Isabel Canyon. So we built the Calibrate brand around three words: warm, caring, and authoritative. And I would say that those three things are hard to get into one person or one or one brand or one persona. And I think that for me, they really encompass the, the first three things you would think about me. And hopefully, that manifests as passion the way that you saw today. Um, but um, I think those three. Isabel, thank you so, so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Really nice a, to meet really you. Really positive impact. And uh, stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. You too.